Fancy Lab. Fancy Lab. Fancy Podcast lab. Fancy Lab. Fancy Podcast. Gonna talk to my friends. Fancy gonna share a lab. thought. Gonna have a laugh. That's what I thought. Fancy Lab. Fancy Lab. Podcast. Fancy Lab. Fancy Lab Podcast. Yeah. And we are back. Oh, yes, we are. We are back, in fact. Back, in fact. Mm-hmm. Don't call it a comeback. No, don't do that. I brought my snack pack. Patty whack. Give a dog a bone. Err. Yeah, I didn't use let me finish. Oh, <clears throat> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Give a dog a bone. Nur. Mm-hmm. Because it was way fucking sicker when Nate Prasad nollied the fucking double set with a, with a boner. Uh, dude, anything, anything uh, with boner is cooler. So you're pro boner. Well, actually, you know what? I take that back immediately because there's a lot of things. If people have a boner, it's immediately not cool. Well, then why do you, whenever I ask you to do anything, mm-hmm. you know, like for the company, you always say, yeah, I'll do it pro boner. Mm-hmm. And then you take your erection out. Cause, well, I think that's funny. Uh, well, that's one of the, see, that's one of the situations where okay, it so is. That, okay, so there's is. two categories mm-hmm. and it falls into the. Boner Plus category. Boner Plus. And listen, you know, if you subscribe to Boner Plus, yeah. it's only it's only seven ninety nine a month, right? Seven hundred ninety nine dollars a month. A month. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to be clear. I didn't want so you to So when you said seven ninety nine, you actually meant seven hundred and ninety nine dollars a month. It's actually seven hundred and ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. I just didn't want to mention oh, that far. Dude, <laughs> this better be worth it, because I just subscribed. Mm-hmm. And I'm past the seven-day money-back guarantee. Oh. Well, I mean, I, th- I think you're, you're going to enjoy it. All right. comes with a premium boner package. I mean, this is something that you started, right? Oh, no, 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 no. They oh. just reached out to me to do an advertising for them. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So not necessarily a paid sponsor of the podcast, just a no, no, no. paid sponsor of Tom Tweak, no, who they don't, happens to be on the podcast. They don't even pay me. Oh, they just asked me to do it, pro boner. So just re- refresh my memory again what I'm looking forward to in the Boner Plus package. Okay, well, there's tons of more streaming options in there. First of all, mm-hmm. you're going to see a lot more on-demand uh, boners. Okay. Um, and that's pretty much it. That's the, pretty much the big difference between that and the regular boner package. All right, well. But it's only 99 cents more expensive than the regular one. Yeah. The regular one's straight $799. That's nothing. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? I need to either cancel Disney Plus or Boner Plus because I can't afford them both. And, you know, that's a little... If the FBI looks at your accounts and they see that you have both of those... What happens? They might get the the wrong idea. What, are they going to send fucking Mulder and Scully after me, bro? Yeah, they're going to think you're a ghost. Fuck. So they're on to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all I wanted to say was that we were back, and then it you rhymed it with something, so then I rhymed it with, naturally, Snack Pack, and right. then that yeah. set us on a downward spiral. And Well, at least they know we're back. They know we're back, and right. quite frankly, I want to ask, how's it going? You know, 
oh man, it's just going so so dang well. Because as the listeners know, we mm-hmm. don't talk outside the podcast. I don't get to hear about your day, your nope. week, your month, or mm-hmm. even your year. Nope. Please subscription to Boner Plus. Well, I mean, now you know about the the subscription, right? So that's been taking up most of my last three weeks. Mm-hmm. But besides that, you know, just sleeping and, uh, you know, just completely uh, redid the driveway. You redid it? Yep. With what? Well, I just didn't like the, the flat surface there, so I just ripped it up. And I chopped it all up into small rocks. Mm-hmm. And I put that back in the driveway. It's not really holding up well. Interesting. Tried to back out. Car just dug itself in. Are you stuck like quicksand or something? Yeah, it's a little. It's slower than quicksand. It's yeah. a lot slower. Yeah. And it's not as you know. Quicksand's kind of mm. cool. But you got you, you redid your driveway and then you got your car back in there. Oh yeah, I got it in there. But getting it out. That's the tough part. That's the tough part. I don't know. I didn't. Maybe it is like quicksand. Maybe if I go in the car and just don't struggle. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'll get out. It's like a Chinese finger trap. You know, just stop. Yeah. yeah. Oh, just like a Chinese finger trap. That's what, I'm, that's what I was trying to say. Maybe that's what I should have repaved my driveway with. You should have repaved with Chinese finger traps. Just a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Hmm. Well, what have you been up to? Oh, God. I'm so glad you asked. Really? Uh, no, because, dude, I'm about to really just freak out right now because I literally don't know what I've been up to. Are you... Because you haven't been up to anything, or but or, or do you think you have a memory issue right Does, now? The memory issue, dude. Oh, it's That's a memory what I'm saying. Issue. I think I, I think I just started Memento too. Dude, really? IRL. Dude, that's fucking. That's pretty sick, though. That is pretty sick. Did you check your arms? Oh no, hold on. Hold on. I don't remember these being covered in tattoos. Oh, what? Do, what? What do they say? This one says. Note to self. Canton. Uh, you know, I'm just not going to read that one. No, no, no. I think you should. I think whatever they say, I think you should go with them. Uh, this one says uh, Halloween's coming up. Don't forget your boo-colored uh, Oreos. That probably is supposed to say boob. Yeah. Your boob-colored Oreos. And it probably, yeah. Everyone's favorite Oreo color. Well, you know, on, seriously, let me just say I've been, you know, joining the biker, the biker gang. Oh, right. That's uh, yeah. The, the biker gang. That's right. Yeah. I've been doing some biking, which you are a part of. Dude, I've been doing some biking, too. Yeah. You're a part of the gang, the biker gang. I mean, look at these calves. I'm looking at them. <coughs> you cut holes for your knees and you cut holes for your calves, which is really weird. Well, I, they're just all so pointy. They just poke through. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I hope you're happy because the war is over. The bikers won, dude. I know. They won't even step foot in the van now. Dude, I am I am not happy. The reason I even took the reason I ba- took my bike out of the buried garage in the first place. Yep. Is because it was a day that we were all going skating mm-hmm. and I hit you up. And I hit Matt up, and I hit Sam up, and Matt said, hey, we're biking to Ruggles. And I was like, okay. So I dug my bike out. I was like, hey, Pete, we're biking to Ruggles. And then 
by the time we were like heading there, Matt's like, oh, we're heading back. We were just waiting for everyone else. It's like, well, now my bike's out. It is fun to ride it, but I want to get in the van and go places. I don't want to just bike around looking for spots as if we don't know what's out there. I know. I know. But, you know, I couldn't beat them, so I decided to join them as well. But luckily, the colder weather seasons come up. And mm-hmm. they're not going to last a fucking second. Oh, no. Your hand's getting cold. up my cold Please, please, let us in the fan. It's so cold out here. And... All right, get in the van. I can't say no to you guys. I don't know, right? There's, yeah, there's I was going to say I was going to say no and be mean, but it's too mean. Get yeah, in the van. It the actually van. is really cold out here. But leave the bikes. Leave the bikes. Yeah, but you know, hopefully they'll. Uh, I think they'll get over it. Yeah, but well, you know, it's gonna make Fisk happy if he. Which is weird that I actually haven't seen Fisk out on a bike at the same time. But yeah, you know, I just want. Fish? I just wanted to address this new craze, you know, because there's always something. There's that always something true. at the house that's a new craze. Now it's bikes, mm-hmm. and now it's Pokemon cards. Oh, yeah, they're getting back into the Pokemon, eh? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's always like, what's next, guys? Digimon, probably, right? Probably Yu-Gi-Oh! Beetleborg! Fucking Naruto or some shit? I don't fucking know, dude. I don't know what that crap is. Yeah, it's true. But you know what I love about uh, those cards and shows is, you know, the artwork. Hey, artwork is cool, and it's actually it's a huge part of a lot of things that people like, whether That's or true. not they recognize that. That's true. You wouldn't believe it, but, you know, there's a creative design that goes into a lot of things. And I thought to myself, you know, we've had, we've had skaters on the show. Oh, we've had skaters. We've had artists. Oh, we've had artists. Why not yet another skate artist? Wait, stick the two together? Yeah. So another skate artist. Yeah, another skater. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And another artist. Dizzed. That'd be sick. And, you know, they should probably be pretty well uh, intertwined with the skate industry. That's true. That's true. I mean, that would be a nice touch. And, you know, before we go and go to find this uh, skate artist of the industry. If I'm ready we do, for, I'm if, ready we, for the if we do, I'm I just want to. I just want to express my biggest complaint about biking. Oh, please do. Hit me. Do you want to beat? It's not very long. Okay. Story, but yes. All right. Here we go. One, two, three. Hit it. Yo. Uh, yeah. My name is Big, and I just want to say I'm fucking fed up with the way things go when today this fucking bike's out on the streets that don't have a bottle for me to pee in. A bottle for... <laughs> a bottle for. That is a very good point. You can get a cup holder, though. Yeah, but... Or I guess they're bottle holders, there's not, really. You're not surrounded by tinted windows, elevated, so nobody can see you pee. I don't know why the bike frame, you know, has that main one that goes across, one that goes down, you know, yep. and one that goes up. Why isn't there a a fourth bar in there, one that just goes, ring, 
and just kind of leads up. Right so you have another cup holder mm-hmm. where you put a cup. So, yeah, so you could just have your dick going through the saddle. That's mm-hmm. what they call a seat. I learned that from Lebzo. Okay, you know what? That's actually a good idea. Thank you. Maybe Should we take that out of the podcast so no one to, steals it? We're going to have to take that out of the podcast. Victor, remember to take that out of the podcast. But don't take this part out of the podcast. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back. Uh, yeah. Undead beware! The undead party crasher cares not for your festivities of evil afterlife. Thou hast been vanquished before, and I shall vanquish thee again! Oh, hey, Father. Hey, uh, yeah, sorry to interrupt. Um, I know you're up here doing all this vanquishing stuff, but, uh, we, we could really use you to help barricade the door shut. Shut up, you imbecile! This passage is our salvation! A big and bold American imperial stout utilizes holy water, and a malt bill including smoke malts for an imperial stout that bursts with dark malt flavor. Okay, right, yeah, yeah, no, that all sounds really, really good and very appealing, but it, it, I mean, you say it's salvation, but it really, it reads like ad copy. Ad copy? <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. Who in their right mind would do an advertisement in a time like this? Uh, I don't know. Maybe the same fucking guy that's trying to read scripture instead of help barricade the doors. Well, maybe this fucking guy is the only one that actually has a chance of saying, well, oh dear, what? Oh, oh god, they broke oh, through the door. Oh my god. Oh god, no, oh, my god. No, oh my god. Run. No, stay oh, away from no, me. Wait, no, 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 oh, god. Me. oh no, oh god, no, they're moving open. No, not the oh, my undead body oh, cloud shooting my stomach. No. Oh my god. It's that probably all the nine percent cloud shoes brand beer I was drinking. Oh. For more information on Clown Shoes Brand Beer and where you can get Clown Shoes Brand Beer, visit www.clownshoesbeer.com. Uh, yeah. And we are back. Oh, we are back. And that that was a good break. You know, it was just one of those breaks you dream about. Oh, my goodness. And I've been dreaming so goddamn much about dreams lately, Big Zell. I just, I, oh, I really yeah. want to get into it, but I know. We're going to have to do a bonus episode just so I can hear about your dreams. You know what? That sounds like a good idea. But in the meantime, let me just. Uh, oh, dude. Cracked into a, one of these. uh you know, this is actually a Liquid Death, one of the podcast sponsors here. Oh my goodness, really? Yeah, that's crazy. You know, because I got I got something a little strange, a little different for the for the listeners. Hit me. This is uh, actually a Greenport House Pills. Oh, a little uh, guest beer sponsor of the uh, podcast. This is a little. Than... This is a little one-off guest beer sponsor, courtesy of our old friend Mark Wise. Oh yeah. Who everyone will be happy to know survived the helicopter crash. Old friend, former guest. Mm-hmm. You know him. You love him. You love him. Mark Weiss. Still alive. But you know, this isn't about former guests. This, this isn't about this isn't the Mark Weiss podcast. No. This isn't the Greenport House Pills podcast. No. No. And it's certainly not the Liquid Death podcast, although we do appreciate and love our sponsor, Liquid Death. Exactly. But without further ado, let's uh introduce our current guest. Ooh. Oh yeah. That's a good idea. Local legend, Russ Pope. <laughs> mm-hmm. Russ? Hello. Nice Hello. to meet you guys. I already, cra- I already cracked. I, it, there's no, I can't follow suit with a crack, so I just pretend I just cracked as well. We um, always keep extras on hand just so in case we need a crack, you know? Speaking yeah, of, I, I sh- yep, could have done that. Speaking of cracks, you know, Tom, I meant to say this before the podcast. Mm-hmm. If you could refrain from any jokes like, does Russ Pope shit in the woods? Mm. Um what does Russ Pope wear a funny hat? Um, 
and uh, if you just couldn't call him Russ Poop as well, we I think he would really appreciate. It. I haven't asked him, but <laughs> I, I mean, if that makes you guys feel good, you should do it. I didn't even think of Russ Poop. That's good. Hey, if it feels good, do it. <laughs> yeah, it feels good, it, man. Do I'd it. say it felt good. Okay, so first question: Does Russ Pope shit in the woods? Not if I can help it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's an emergency situation only, and and uh, yeah, I have done it, but it's not it's not a pretty thing. It's not ideal. No, uh-uh. the cleanup's the bad part, right? It's like the shitting in the woods is a, is a nice relief, right? But if and you you know when, when you've got to do a little maintenance before everything comes back up, it's just deciding what you use to do the maintenance job with the leaves. Yeah, I usually yeah whatever a t-shirt I, and you leave it in the woods, whatever. Yeah. I usually use a nice girthy uh like stick or log. You know, yeah, just nice girthy, maybe about, you know, eight to ten inches long. That's wonderful just to clean it out. Well, that's why Makes Fisk sense. would always wear those white tank tops. Right. So you just expose them. But yep. no, no, no. All jokes aside, Russ, thanks for being on the podcast. Um, hey, happy to be here. Admired your work for quite some time, you know. Um, naturally, I heard of you through the transportation unit. The, sure. skate, the skateboard company that you own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And transporting units. Arguably, probably the. I mean, the other, you know, main Boston brand board company other than Fancy Lad. I mean, Orchard's the shop. Mm-hmm. Raw's not around. Mm-hmm. I'm just going down the list. Yeah. What else is there? Heartthrobs. Oh, yeah. Heartthrobs. Yeah. But that There's was low key. Stuff. That's low key. Yeah, that is low key. Low key. High water corner store. You know, corner store. Yeah, of you, know, you want to you want to give you know. Sure. All right, let's give. Let, that's what I'm saying. I'm giving all the props where props are due. Oh, absolutely. Miss the the Mister Jimmy Lake. Yep. Oh yeah. Yellow exit Jimmy Lake. That's right. And you know he might be on the next podcast, but you don't have so far. Eyes. What we've been doing is we we take the fancy led <laughs> riders that's and we ask good. them. Oh, that's that's a, that's that a real was, Jimmy that, Lake quote. That, that was a re- that was a really good one. Yeah, thank you. I like to mix it up with the the Friday Night Lights, and they'll say, "It's like I don't want your eyes." Oh my lord! <laughs> I think that's pretty good too. So, yeah, so good. <laughs> when he came over our place in Jamaica Plain, he was telling me that he uh you know hasn't found he hasn't looked, scouted around to find uh, many more spots around JP, and I'm like, Jimmy, I've lived here for eight years, okay. I don't think there's any spots around JP that I don't know about. And he said, you don't have my eyes. Oh my God. Like I can just picture it too. You don't have my eyes. Yep. Exactly. (laughs) We gotta, gotta say yelling's at Jimmy Lake. Love Jimmy. Lake. And you know, he's listening to the podcast right right now. He listens to this podcast. Oh man. He is the best. A, so that that's all. All of this uh, joking aside, it's yeah. that that all comes from a place of extreme love because Jimmy Lake is the ruler. For sure, I mean, he's a great guy. Typically, when we quote someone for years he's, and years, we 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 have an affection for him. You right? Know? Yeah. He he's a swell human. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He's the goat. It's uh. Yeah. It's a show of affection. Exactly. He's super um, duper. But what I was gonna say was we been going down the list of riders and you know we last episode we had christian svitek on the company because uh or you know matt podcast. matt used to on the yeah on the podcast because right. matt used to ride for 1031 now yep. we decided to have you on the company because 
Benton used to ride for a transportation unit. So That's right. I figured that we might have similar tastes. Oh, I think so. John's a badass man. He's like one of my favorites. He's a, he's a, he's on my, my, my top 10 hit list for contemporary rollers period mm. anywhere. He's a hard working roller. I'll tell you, I think he's that's a good, his strong suit. It's well, passionate. that, yeah, I was going to say that and, and two is, he's a sweet human being, which like I'm, I'm a, um, I'm a super sucker for uh, good humans too. Like uh, there's a lot of people that are good at shit stuff mm-hmm. um, that suck as humans. Um, so I just don't give a shit about him. But, um, but John, John is a really good skateboarder, but he's also, uh, an epic human. So he's like, uh, makes him twice as awesome. Right. Goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah. We're, 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 we're very happy to have him back in Boston. That's, that's for sure. He feels like a better fit, even though he, I know the weather gets to him or whatever, but it feels better than having him, you know, feeling it it felt like, uh, when he was in Florida, Florida, right. It's Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Florida seemed like uh, it was almost like he had, um, like it was over. You know, like uh, you could tell, like his demeanor. And this is this again. This is not talking shit. This is um, the positive thing. Just you could tell he's like, I don't want to be here doing this. I'm not like I have this to go to if I need to do this. The work he was doing there. I mean, Mm -hmm. I want to go back and hang out my hang out with my friends and ride skateboards. I miss my friends. I miss my friends. Where my friends at? (laughs) There we go. That's a good one too. Yeah. So. And again, anyone that we are doing impressions of, you know that's coming from a place of affection. Right. That's right. That's the Fancy Lad podcast guarantee. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, we're going to make uh, uh, dolls that have uh, pull strings that have different sayings for all of our riders. So that's Benton's. He pull it and he says, I don't know, man. That's really great. Yeah. You, should, you should do that. Thank you. Pull them again. I miss my friends. Yeah. Pull them again. There's a snake oh. in my boots. I just need to take out a loan to get this oh, capital, but it'll happen. <laughs> think I think I could do a slappy on that, or is it too tall? <laughs> He's got really tall slappies. Jesus Christ, say, dude. No, no got... slappy too tall. Yeah. No, no. I, th- I think he's got like the uh, the above knee slappy down, you know, like. Uh, yeah, I think he's... He's, he's second only to uh, Kevin Spanky Long. Hmm. And you skate with him at eggs, and he really doesn't ollie into one trick at, at eggs. all. I know yeah. it, it's cra- and it's weird that the, the except he, for no slide. Well, the, the no slide, he, he like it's like a real quick ollie, he just yeah, it's like into it. No, nah, but that's like a flying go. That's like a jam it. He just yeah. jams it. He like kind of like, yanks ah. yanks it, yeah. sets it. But yeah. Yeah, oh my god, doesn't well. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, this isn't the John Benton podcast. No, no, it's not. But, you know, I wanted to say, you know, just wanted to cover that connection, you know, uh, first and foremost. But um, I also How just... Speedtech. Speedtech was good? Oh, Speedtech's great. I never talked to him before. Yeah, he was really yeah. cool. But He's very dude. cool. I mean, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm a diehard label kills fan. Mm-hmm. So it was just a pleasure for me to talk to him. But also, I just yeah. didn't know that just because he's... Uh, I don't know. Whenever somebody is like a uh, straight edge, I just never know if they're going to come across kind of, uh, I don't know if they're going to vibe really. I don't know. There's, they could, I, sometimes I feel like it could just be something, uh, like a screw, a screw loose or something because they just had, they just haven't, uh, you know, yeah. let loose at all, you know, but, uh, um, but he was uh true blue. I'll say dude, dudes can be stuffy, but speed tax rolled with dudes who were, mad loose so he mm-hmm. knows how to um how to have a conversation 
Whereas like if you're like a Tom Knox, so the original Tom Knox, not the contemporary Tom Knox, yeah. that, that, that dude goes and sits in a corner and listens to his uh, headphones and, and stares at the wall. You know, he's like, I'm not talking to any of you people. I bet that's the deal with Ben Schroeder too. I'm not sure. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know him at all. I was just having a call back to another episode, but nice. but you've you've been in I mean, I actually don't know this for sure. This is just what I've heard time and time again, but you started Scarecrow Skateboards. Scarecrow was my was my company, yeah. Creature was my company too. I started Creature. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought they were their sister companies. Um, no, one, one killed one to start the other, and then they brought Creature back. Yeah, because right when I started, I started in '96. I remember that uh, a friend of mine had a Scarecrow board, and yeah. it was we were so young, and it was like a nine, probably like a nine-inch popsicle board, and it was the biggest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, in my life at the time, it was comical seeing this little kid riding this board but that's my first memory of scarecrow mm. that, that rules but yeah that was, we we started in like uh i think it was 95 the beginning of 95 and um when we made yeah the boards we made we made stuff that nobody else was making we made all the stuff that people did make seven seven eights and good eights and all that sort of thing but then also made some shape boards and some i made like some crazy eddie wheels that were 60 millimeter you know, like horror film green wheels that like nobody made fucking sixties or fifty eights or or even barely fifty fives and everything was was still recovering from big pants mm-hmm. small wheels, you know? Yeah. So but we made what I thought were good shapes and bigger stuff, but then also made quote unquote contemporary shit for people who were afraid to get down with big boy stuff. Did you make did you have a big hand in making a lot of the scarecrow videos? Yeah, I did them all. I actually edited them all and filmed filmed a lot of it. So disturb not the sleep of the dead made it horrendous. Sorry. Like to do that to everybody, like all those, all those, they're, they're horrible, by the way. Sorry. I say that when I said that, yeah, I made them like, it, are like they they're, horrible? I mean, I don't think they're horrible. I think they're well, great. I, I had fun doing them and they were appropriate for the time. Right. Like I wasn't being um, uh, snarky about it. Like at the time I thought they were great. You know, I thought we were really doing cool shit and uh, felt good, you know, just filming stuff on tape and then mm-hmm. you know get get into an edit studio because you didn't we didn't have the you were still making hard cuts with stuff barely it was like the end before you had timelines could drop chunks of footage and move it around real easily right yeah we still so went just to doing, a, just doing analog analog yeah like we yeah. actually made like three quarter inch um three quarter inch uh time coded tapes to um to do like paper logging log, mm-hmm. logs of like what gets you know at time x we we in and then we out on this one intros and outros for each individual clip all the way through. And then when you laid it down, if you had something, if you had a mistake, yeah, it was really not easy. It was a pain in the fucking ass. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did. I, I, my first year of TV production was all analog and that was f- a fucking nightmare. And yeah, I remember oh. having to write down like, like plan out every single thing. And I remember like realizing there was a mistake like way back and having to go back and redo essentially everything from that point on having to completely yeah. just do again. Yeah. And then we switched to digital, which was great. Um, yeah. But uh, you know what? Bef- before fancy lad started when I was, when I was in college. So like right before fancy lad started, uh, I was skating. It's uh, like exclusively creature boards. Cause they had the fucking fattest tails around mm-hmm. big fat tail. 
Yeah. Well, well, by this time, he'd probably sold the company. It, I mean, the I was done Creature, the, like I literally, like 95 was when I left. So we started Creature in like 92, and then I left. And it lasted like six months after I left, and they shut it down, and they brought it back later, which is a whole, you could do a whole podcast about the the birth and death and re, re, reborning of Creature, you know. But So you had nothing to do with those big fat tails. So. Yeah, I did. The original stuff was all big. <laughs> so yeah, it was all. Oh, like, there we go. The creature mummy board and so you could actually the funniest thing was is done through um nhs right which is where nh where indy comes from or whatever right and all the old speedball shit but nothing was being made big enough to make the bigger boards that we made so i actually wound up finding a distributor in the uk that still had uh, anodized indies left and i bought leftover dead stock of big indies like 159s and 169s brought them back to nhs that they had, had sold you know whatever a couple years prior to use for boards for a creature I like to make these like creature mummy complete and other boards just have trucks that fit some of the boards that we were making. And then the wheels that we made, like, like the, like the mummy wheels or whatever were 60 millimeter wheels. They were the actual slugs that they would lay down to all the other different sizes of speed wheels actually was printing on the 60 millimeter slug. So they actually would put it on a lathe and turn it down to all the sizes because they didn't want to invest the money in uh, molds at that point. So they were just lading everything down to different sizes because everything was changing so quickly. Do you have any sort of uh, affinity towards uh, any real uh, reason or backstory to uh, why you picked such a, a horror uh, imagery for both of those brands or was it just? Yeah, no, I love that shit. Like that's my all time. Like when I was a kid and I grew up and there was a thing called the monster mash. It was like, it was sort of like Saturday morning cartoons, but like this, if you look it up on like whatever YouTube or whatever, the monster mash, there's like this, uh, it played, it was like Saturday or Sunday morning, something like that. Like the, you, you, you would do cartoons. They would play the songs called the monster mash by Boris Bobby Pickett. He was like a fifties, sixties, you know, pop star, mm-hmm. but it was like this, you know, he did the monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did right. the mash, like ridiculous song. And this, uh, this dude that's dressed up in like a fursuit would come out and he'd dance to like the record playing or whatever mm-hmm. and dance to the monster mash. And they'd play like an old classic horror film, you know, the original Dracula with Bela Lugosi or the mm-hmm. original mummy of the creature of the black goon. And I, I lived for that shit. That was like, those are my, that's my, was my favorite shit. Famous yeah. monsters of film and magazine misfits, you know, all the old original misfit stuff was before they became cornballs and Danzig became Danzig. Yeah. Um, they, they, yeah, they loved horror film shit. Right. And it was like, um, so all horror the original, business, yeah. yeah, all, all of that was like, that was my most favorite prize covered. Like that was like, I was nerdy as nerdy can get like old posters, everything. Right. And um, the misfit skull comes from, uh, I forget what horror movie it is. The, off the, top the Crimson of ghost. Yeah. And yeah, uh, the Crimson ghost. And then, you know, the name black Sabbath comes after that horror movie, but, uh, uh-huh. So I, had, you know, I had copies of all that, posters of all that stuff, collectible shit from all of like every, you know, and then all, then I collected all the British stuff too, all the Hammer Horror, which was Universal Horror, Universal um, Studios British version. They made their versions of all those same films with British stars, and then before that, there was stuff like um, Nosferatu, which was the original silent film, you know, right, black, right. black, and then you know. Which yeah, I remember I mean, you sampling that in uh, one of the Scarecrow videos. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Jason Adams did ride for the company, right? I forget if we asked yeah. him about it. My memory's not too good. But we just had him on the podcast before Svitek. Awesome. So I started Creature with Jason and Barker Barrett. Jason Barker Barrett, this dude Dorian Tucker, Ronnie Marshall, and then... Um, Don't you think Dorian Tucker skates just like Mark Johnson? Yeah, he does. It's sure. crazy. 
it's 100%. uncanny if if yeah. you if if he dressed up like him for halloween i swear to god people wouldn't be able to tell him apart dude dorian was one of the most talented skateboarders period for sure yeah but you're right i i agree with you 100 percent. yeah something yeah. about him I yeah exactly really good. what it is but sorry go on barker barrett legend he's a fan yeah uh, no Yellow's anyway barker like barrett. all those dudes anyway so yeah but jason adams to answer your question then he went to scarecrow too um so did barker and Josh Casper, wasn't he sponsored by the Wheel Company? Yeah, he did. He was. He I was remember, like. I just remember seeing him in the in the Scarecrow Wheels video. Dude, he rode for Blind and and was like, um, I mean, you know, as time went on, you know, people there were questionable stories about the guy, and and maybe you know, he, I wasn't as much of a fan, but like uh, early days, he was just a this ridiculous muncher. He was just jumping down, hucking his carcass down shit. I mean, Jamie Thomas was on the creature wheel company too. Like we had creature wheels. We had dudes that rode for, you know, it was like, we had a couple, like those that dudes that were just carcass tossers, you know, like, right. Uh, that must be but, why Jamie Thomas learned Benny Hanna's from Josh Casper. Probably. Uh, probably so. Yeah. Or vice versa. Uh, probably the other way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is the, uh, the video, um, where the guy skates to ACDC, if you want blood, you got it. I forget yeah, his name off the top of my head. If you want blood. Are you talking about a video that you got one, it. one of those companies? That I'm just no, it's Scarecrow. On? Yeah, Scarecrow video. I don't even remember. Damn. Oh, no. You're, you're thinking he has that, that gnarly thinking, scar on his knee at the end of the part. And it's like all staples. Are you talking about Tom Horning, maybe? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um. Because Tom Tom rode for both too, rode for um, Creature and Scarecrow. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. What what was that? That wasn't blew, what that was happened like, on his knee there. I'm that was like curious. a career. That was like an ACL, like a career-ending ACL injury. He was never the same. Sorry, Tom. Um, after that, like no, yeah. no disrespect, he tried to be the same, but he would just you know he was for some he did come back and he rode skateboards and he was still epic was a, and he's it was a skateboard of, injury. Yeah, it was a skateboard injury. Uh, yeah. you, you know how it is man sometimes people have those get, you know get full reconstructive surgery and they go really well and sometimes they don't go really well um, yeah. and even if you do the physical therapy afterwards some people are never quite the same afterwards and he tried to be he did all the stuff he was supposed to do but i don't know it didn't um it didn't never really work the same afterwards but yeah he had to wear the, this horrible brace like by the time Scarecrow days were around, he was um he was wearing this ridiculous brace underneath his pants that no you wouldn't see it, but he had anyway, he it was a mess. I was I was just curious if it was actually from skateboard. It looks like it could it have was. been a, a terrible like car accident or something just because it looks so gnarly. It, but, it was bad, man. It was like it was you know, it was before it was when they were still laying things open and doing reconstructive shit that way that was before orthoscopic opportunities popped up, you know? Yeah. So well, old, old enough that they just laid you open. Well, well, I, lo- best. well I love that song uh, they skate to. That was in the Empire Records soundtrack, and I also love, oh, uh, I love Empire Records. Uh, Crazy Eddie skating to Crazy by Patsy Cline. So good, man. We we loved Patsy Cline. We used to do these road trips where it was like uh, there was two two types of road trips we did. It was like me, Crazy Eddie, and Jason because Jason rode for SMA. I was SMA team manager too before Creature. And we would always listen to like Johnny Cash and Patsy Cline, where it was like we'd either do a trip where that was all we did. Mm-hmm. Um, or then we did like the, for instance, like the first creature tour was um, all Merciful Fate and King Diamond. 
So it was yeah. like literally Merciful Fate and King Diamond, nothing else, you know, except for we had like a Fisher Price plug-in like uh, record player that we listened to Kiss records on that Barker brought with them in the hotel. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Now you're talking our language. So Yeah, so we Merciful Fate and King Diamond in the car, like cassette, and then we went in the hotel room, which was, yeah, Fisher Price. I mean, you know, I hate to disrespect King Diamond like that because no, honestly, right. out of between Kiss yeah. and Diamond. Obviously, King Diamond is better, but yo, yeah. Kiss, Kiss Army represent, right? No, That's I got it. No, we got you. Yeah. You know, Rusty, yeah. you, you, you get you in the pound right here. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. Kiss Army. Yeah, like the Kiss Army. There we go. But yeah, so you decided to just sell those two companies? You were just like... No, these are my, um, these are my no. babies, and I don't. Love I mean, them, it's and I don't love you. <laughs> no, it's a complicated story. With the, I mean, like like I said, it's a whole podcast around the creature thing. But long story short, um, uh, 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 business dealings on on a handshake instead of having things written out by paper on paper is, is a bad idea. So, mm-hmm. and uh, we 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 and I'm friends with all those folks still. Like everything's cool and the end, but. Um, uh, yeah, we had promises with each other that weren't kept, and I decided to move on because I was a kid, and I was like, I don't need to stay here. I'll just start my own shit someplace else and put my own money into if you don't want to do what you said you were going to do, so I'm out. Right. And left and quit and took the whole team with me and then got a small business on and started Scarecrow. Um, but Creature was started um, in a separate location within NHS. We did all the art differently. We had all different distribution, different team writers. I filmed and shot everything for it. Um, but we used NHS's money, so technically they own the name. So, do they own the Scarecrow name? No, they don't. Had nothing to do with them. Okay, so that you was could, all. You could bring back Scarecrow. I sold it to the dude who makes the uh, that one. I did sell. Sold it to the dude who made the boards at the time, which I don't think he's kept up on it. You probably could bring it back. I could probably buy the rights to the name today if I wanted to right. um, and do that. But I've got my hands full with the transportation unit. Right, and I'm, and I think I'm, um, I think I, I can't do more horror film graphics. I think I'm horror filmed out. Yeah, well, you know, tis the season. That's why I thought this podcast would be appropriate, especially after Svitex ten thirty one podcast. Yeah, yeah, and it's only right now. It's only October nineteenth, so you have plenty of time to you can bring re- back Scarecrow. Scarecrow, it happens. Mock up some graphics, a whole new graphic, Dude. distribute, distribute it. them. And get them all on the shelves before October. We only 30th. need about seventy-two hours to do it all. Right? No. Exactly. Oh, okay. Well, I'll have, but by the time we're done here, I'll have the URL purchased and have an Instagram account back up and running. You're gonna want to buy a GoDaddy domain. Yeah. Yeah, I already and, did it since we've been talking. And, and well, if you have a login for there, could you share it with me? Because I really need to sure. see the ends of those commercials that they, you know, they'll show the yeah. beginning of a commercial. It's like see where this ends. Go to GoDaddy.com. And and I want to see the end, but also the, I want to say that this is not the sponsor. We are not sponsored by GoDaddy. No, not yet, not yet. But mm-hmm. they want to sponsor us. All we all we require for them is we just want to see the ends of those commercials. It's not these aren't big asks, man. These are reasonable requests. I think. Thank you. I yeah. thought they were yeah. reasonable. We don't yeah. ask for a lot here. Now, yeah. um, so tra- transportation unit, you. You you completely own that. I saw that you, yeah. so you you bought that with coffee can money, huh? I did buy that with coffee can money. That's but the good, coffee can money came from a painting. So it was like I did an art show and I and I took money from selling art and right. cashed the check from the gallery, literally mm-hmm. put it in a coffee can in my studio and I was like, Well fuck. Guess I'm gonna do this. Well shit, I guess I'm gonna save up. Yeah, for well, a God, everybody keeps asking for skateboards. I guess I ought to make some. You know, like <laughs> we've been asking for them for a long time now. When did, 
When did you start the TU? Dude, it's old, man. It's like uh, it's almost eight years old. Wait, it's more than eight years old. It's eight, nine, almost nine years old. It's almost nine years old. So nine years ago. Mm. So right around the same time we started our company. There we go. Yeah, started right around uh, 2011. Yeah. There, there must have been a gap in between Scarecrow and huge. And yeah, to you, I was going to say, were you just yeah. working on artwork? Were you going to school? Were you just no. looking for an empty coffee can? No, man. Like I, I like um, all the time. I take uh, I take people's money who want to give me write me checks to help them out in doing things. Um, you know, whether it's like uh, coming up with ideas or creative direction and stuff. I, I like right after Label Kills, I was at Black Label for a long time, which is how I knew um, John. Oh, really? Like, I mean, how I knew Spitak and mm-hmm. those dudes. Yeah, like so the. Blackout and the Dwayne Peters documentary and all that. I, I was there through all that and helped um, John with graphics and everything running the company for a few years. Um, left that uh, and then was at like doing some stuff for with folks at Vans for a long time as, as an artist and then working on their apparel stuff, like helping like just work on apparel projects, you know, getting people involved and cool shit. So you've mainly have been a creative director for other companies in between that. Creative director, worked on marketing projects and with marketing, creative direction, um, and always had my, the whole time that the, the most, the thing I've been most passionate about has just been gallery shows, you know, like, so developing my gallery connections globally and making Mm -hmm. paintings and selling those. So, yeah, I was trying Um, not to do it in the skateboard company, honestly. So I was like, that was my goal was to not do it. So after I was done with Scarecrow, I was like, I'm not going to do that again. I'm just going to ride skateboards and not worry about making skateboards and trying to sell them and then right having to collect money from people who you know mean well but they can't pay you and all that stuff you know all that all the things that go along the less glamorous bits about um being a skateboard company owner you know um that and and that almost none of them ever are done intentionally but they can be really awful you know like um it's tough when it's an entire industry ran by skaters yeah, man. It's, and, and everybody means well, nobody, almost nobody means, um, harm, you know, and, but harm still happens sometimes. So right. it, it finally got to the point where it was like, I had enough people asking and people offering, Hey, why don't you do it for us at our distribution, our, you know, distribution company X that has three other well-known brands. We'll do one for you and you'll be the, um, the face of it and we'll fund it and you know, you can run it and all that shit. And it's, and people asking. So finally I was like, you know, I'm just going to make a run of boards and, and give them to friends and sell some, give some to friends, give some, sell some of the shops that I'm friends with, um, for cash, you know, no, no credit. Um, it'll pay for the run and I'll be able to make cool skateboards and share them with homies. Um, and so I, that happened and I sold them to folks and then the skate shop sold them right away. And the people I gave them to liked them, you know, and I had a good time making them. So I was like, well, gosh, I guess I should, you know, because in the coffee can was refilled, but with more money, I should buy another run. And it, that just kept happening. So like, and they just got a little bigger and a little bigger each run and, um, slightly more official and slightly more official till it accidentally became a company. I, I swear I wasn't trying to do that. I was trying to just make. Um, I want, I like making shapes and graphics and, right. um, sharing skateboards with friends who I like the way they ride skateboards, you know, like that's like, honestly, that's the, being able to buy, get some burritos and some pizza mm-hmm. and give skateboards to dudes who I like the way they ride skateboards is the main goal for transportation unit. You just, you're just trying to exist and be able to, you know, help other people exist a bit as well. Yeah. Like not, exactly. That's not, that's not too much to ask. You're not no. looking for, you don't want a private jet. 
I don't want, I mean, like if someone gave me one, I'd take it, you know, obviously and sell it and do things with that money. Right, I was going to say, I mean, if yeah. having a private jet doesn't do you too Sounds kind of neat. You'd have to pay for so much to be able to use it. But anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, no. To your point, that's not my goal. My, my goal isn't to, um, yeah, stack away a bunch of cash and get rich right. Rocco style off of a skateboard company. I just want, I want to be able to keep doing what I love, which is riding skateboards and making my own, putting my own shitty art on it. Yeah. As long as people want it, you know, and I'm lucky enough that people actually like when I make this stuff, they get excited about it and want to give you money for it, which is still like blows my mind away every time it happens. Right. I mean, I was 24 when I started Fancy Lad. So, yeah. you know, a little bit green. But, you know, at the time I, I thought to myself, I was like, guys, imagine it. We start a skateboard company. We'll be able to get skateboards and uh you know we'll we'll sell him but it, it's like a weed dealer selling weed but being able to smoke his stash yeah we'll we'll we'll, we'll get all these boards in the process and you talk like as much dope idea. as you want to yeah exactly it seemed like a great idea for weed dealers and skateboard owners mm-hmm. yeah no it is that that's basically it you know and it's and it's um yeah, it's being able to involve people who uh, sometimes wouldn't be involved elsewhere, any place else, if uh, unless you got down with them. And I'm, that that actually that sounds horrible. It makes it sound like nobody else would get free boards from somebody else if they didn't get free boards from me. And I don't mean it like that. I just mean um, the dudes who I pay closest attention to are the my closest, tightest friends within the transportation unit community um, are slightly obscure, you know. Right. For the most part, except for like a uh, like a Mikey Santolin, who was like I would argue had the best part in that new Escapist video, Our mm-hmm. World. You know, I mean, he had like a pro level bonkers part where I'm just like, you're fucking out of control, man. That's gnarly. Um, everybody else is slightly more obscure. You know, um, Andy Jenkins' son, Emmett Jenkins. You know, like he's you know like um, he's slightly more obscure, but he's like really um, thoughtful about the tricks he does. His trick selection, the way he does them, it's very smart. You know, like in um, he doesn't do any stupid shit, you know, like with his life or his personal kid or the way he rides skateboards. So we have a bunch of dudes like that, you know, like where it's just, they're all thoughtful humans and every single person that gets stuff from, um, I almost said Scarecrow, that was bizarre, uh, from transportation unit, like they're all artists too. So like everybody has a, you know, a career as a, as an artist as well. You know, Mikey's a professional photographer, you know, like, um, yeah. that's, that's what he does for a living, you know, and you know, anyway, well, I mean, about silliness, but um, I mean, uh, it's kind of the same way with fancy light. All the the only difference is everyone has a struggling career as an artist. Yeah, I mean, every artist is struggling, whether they're making a bunch of money or not. You're still struggling to keep it up. Yeah, keep up the hustle. Yeah, um, maybe it's the hustle we of, need to find out about more. It's a lot of work. Yeah, you know? it is a lot of work. Did you, did you, uh, so you did go to school for art in some capacity, did you? I did, but I quit partway through it. So I, I left to uh, go on the first creature tour. So halfway through a fine arts degree, I split. Where did you uh, go? It was in Santa Cruz. So Santa I went Cruz? to Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, where, they and filmed, then, where they filmed the Lost Boys. Where they filmed the Lost Boys. Yeah. 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 It's great. I, I live very close to, you know, that bridge where the, Michael he's hanging from the fucking train tracks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The train trestle was literally I could almost throw a rock to it from our uh the house we lived in up in the redwoods. How, how, like far, a, how far do you think you could throw a rock? Dude, mad that's far. Not, like really? How many miles? Sure. Yeah, that's a good how question. many miles? I don't know, six or twenty. Okay, so average. 
Six I to think 20 the average human could throw six to 20 miles. Six to 20 miles and at an average of like 78 to 89.3 miles an hour. So it's like, it's pretty, pretty fast too. The velocity is extreme and the distance is far. And I just want people to know this is regardless the size of the rock. Yeah, big this, rock. This, sometimes it could be, you have it can to be use, a boulder. It could be a boulder. Sometimes you have to use two hands. But like oh. when, you, when you figure you get, if you get the velocity moving yep. in the right direction, mm-hmm. it just continues. So okay. you, it, that weight takes over. So you know, okay. So all right, I just want to make sure you knew what you were talking about. That's, it's like you. a big boy getting down on the coping. A big boy doing a backsmith is a lot more brutal on that coping than a little dude doing a backsmith. You know, you're oh, just yeah. gonna push the coping oh, a little, harder. Little guy just like little scooting over it. A, <laughs> a big yeah, boy exactly. on there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Makes a good same philosophy. Good yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. From one big boy, you know, experiencing. I know what you mean. Um, there we go. You know, I I've gotten uh I have an art degree myself. You know, I stuck it out. I yeah. got my bachelor's, but then I uh, stopped painting because I just couldn't deal with the cleanup every time. You know, quite <laughs> frankly, that was my least favorite part. I was like, you gotta clean this shit every time you decide to paint. You know, I was like, this is unbearable. There's a and lot of maintenance. Yeah, yeah, it's I- tough. I mean, like it's like the the art, the cleanup, right? But then also you got to make sure you have the supplies to even have the ability to be able to do a cleanup. You got to make the, sure you have and paint. the space. Yeah, yeah, the space, all that. Then after you've made work and you have like, I have a few different galleries I work with, and so you have work that would be staging for multiple galleries. And it's like, what do you do with all the shit as it stacks up for these different spots too? Then you have storage issues. Mm-hmm. You have all these like uh, non-beautiful, more left brain problems associated with running a successful right brain art career. You know, it's like um, it's it's funny. There's a lot of left braining that has to happen to do well with your right brain activities. Well, I mean, running a business is very. Yeah, exactly. Very. Uh, but what, which which brain is the one? That... Right is a creative portion of it. OK, left so okay. Is the math, it's the math, the math and science and the art, the art, the arts is the right and the and the, uh, the math is the left. So but mm-hmm. but it's um, so I mean, people that are are creative are typically uh, a little disorganized, a little and, cluttered, yeah. you know, um, and you know that's just a, a typical thing so that can be difficult if you are doing both things to yeah. if you're more you know i already forget which side of the brain it is but let's say if you're more art side of the brain yeah you're not gonna be you know as strong in the uh but i mean narc side of the brain i guess you know, right, your, nor- cop, your, your, side. your cop cop side of your head is, is yeah exactly is it, exactly yeah 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 the, yeah the narc side exactly I mean, you seem pretty you seem pretty organized though you seem pretty uh pretty organized hey, and meticulous are you a I'm, narc i'm a well i'm an under, undercover if you're a narc you have to tell us you're a narc I i'm saw a, total, it on I'm a narc. SVU. god even, damn it even i could tell with the uh you know i guess uh, i would call them your illustrations they're just so minimalist and meticulous oh no it just seems like i can tell that about your studio space no it it, like uh again this is sounds super now i feel like i'm a narc so i uh, know this is super narcville you know like i do like these have these conversations at universities with people like uh, this senior graduating class of art and design at such and such, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. and they usually wind up, it's like you give a presentation about who you are and then you have a Q and a, and then they ask you questions about how you got to where you're, you've gotten to and all that stuff. And um, I always like the thing that's the most consistent is like, Hey, there's like the, you, 
just like, you know, working out in a gym or, you know, anything you do to develop a muscle and skateboarding, it's like, I'm a fucking, I'm going to figure out how to ollie hire. You yeah. got to ollie a lot to ollie hire. Right. So it's like saying, you got to art your face off to get good at arting. Um, but, but after you've arted, um, if you don't have the ability to do all the busy work that surrounds that, all the hustle portions of it was cataloging, sending, packing successfully. So shit doesn't get ruined to go to a show. And then, billing people and then hounding them to make sure they pay you for your shit and not even, or, or let alone even remembering that so-and-so who owes you money, mm-hmm. all that stuff too. Like you won't have a successful art career and you can, and it's not any better or different hiring people because you have to look after the people who you hire to help you to do that shit too. So it's you crazy because there's a lot people, of, you have people working under you for your art career. I, I have had, um, and, and I, uh, and I employ as needed, um, extra folks. Yeah. To help with shit. Um, because it's, sometimes it's a lot, you know, I got people who like receive goods or pack goods and send them and then set up stretch canvases and hang them. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, people who do animations and stuff for me, things like that I do production work, you know, like that, if I have something that's going to be, it's destined to be a commercial collaboration with somebody, I'll just do the analog bits and scan in and send and, and give instructions of how I want that thing separated and prepared for print, you know, like in a tech pack. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. That's a left brain activity. I'd rather stay in the right brain as much as possible. And, um, cause I'm lucky, um, because of being fortunate and being old and being relatively consistent. I have people who will keep coming back and give me enough work to where I can get some money out to some homies that are, really good at that kind of stuff so they're all good friends it's not just randoms right um, if you need yeah. an art, if you need an art handler you might ha- uh, hire someone like tom here right yeah a tom for sure anybody mm-hmm. anybody mm-hmm. that you need um to be able to make shit happen but, but it's like it's because it's it's basically hey i have this amount of time i got to make this thing happen if i can do it on myself i will if i'm not gonna be able to do it on myself right i'm gonna be able to get this guy and this guy who you know basically works for burritos too yeah um that can help me out with this because they they dig it and um you know they get them get a couple extra burritos in their life and they're happy and we got to talk a bunch and have some coffee and and we're both hyped so now is coffee code for beer no coffee's really coffee that's probably that's that's my that's my um probably my my beverage of choice well this is daytime i'm assuming right no all the time yeah, like I make pot, like it, yeah, like it's not uncommon for me to go just switch to ice though later. And then sometimes I start like uh, if I if it keeps going long enough, I start cutting it with seltzer. So like Japan, you can get these um, these. Yeah, you, that is you can, very interesting. I'm intrigued, dude. So you you fill up a cup of ice, big or small as you want, and yeah. you can do about half and half, half coffee. If you want to, like the bozo American way to do it is, which is me. Yeah. Um, black coffee and seltzer have 50, 50 ish. Um, but you can cut it as much as you want or leave it heavier coffee or whatever, but, but you can get a, um, like a, um, what am I trying to say? A, uh, fucking what's the strong one? The, anyway, a tonic water and coffee, the, the heavy one in Japan, they're, they're kind of like common there. So then my version of that was the seltzer and coffee because it's like the poor man's easy one that I can do, you know, by making a pot of good beans, but like, you know, running it in a pint glass, halfway full of coffee, halfway full of seltzer. So what kind of seltzer are you running? Are you doing polar? I don't usually do polar actually. But, I, but, you're, but you're a New England, aren't you a New England? I know. Uh, no, I'm a Californian. Uh, um, I've lived in New England for seven years. 
Um, but I do feel it's funny. Right. That you, okay. That, you get a pass. You get a pass. It's funny it's okay. that you said that though. Cause I do identify as a new Englander. Um, but I feel, I feel like, uh, um, I have an East coast sensibility as far as my handling shit and, and like, uh, like, um, yeah, I, I do identify here, but, uh, polar sure I could use it. Dude. I honestly get whatever I can get for, um, it's pretty cheap. I'm just kind of a cheapskate, whatever. Yeah. I mean, polar is usually pretty cheap for 12 times the grocery can, store. But you I'm, can there's get, cheaper shit. You can get like the yeah. the market basket brand or the fucking whatever. Like, I mean, I'm a big market basket boy or Demuls, whatever. Sure, man. Um, but uh, you know, you can get cheaper than that. But yeah, so okay, so just basic your basic seltzer. Are you doing lemon lime? You doing? I do all kind? of it. I do okay, plain, so- and then I do all the flavored shit too. I have I actually have bottles of Perrier too, you know, in there for when I want to feel fancy. It's like uh, somebody mm-hmm. has like the people that store wine and and you know have like beautiful wines. I have yeah. Perrier um, with grapefruit flavoring. That's my um, spice up when I'm going to wear a tie by myself in my house, feeling fancy. That's what not, I one, one tie, nothing else. Yeah, nothing else. We're not going to say we're not going to say where the ties tie, tied around. No, it doesn't matter. It's just it the fact matter. that you, yeah, you're wearing a tie. Yeah, it's, that's what's important. It's like the Red Hot Chili Peppers come out. They're wearing a sock each. You yeah, know, you it doesn't matter your, where the sock is. Bring your tie to the party. Mm-hmm. B-Y-O-T. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. Okay. It's like uh, in a, uh, Intelligentsia, you know, where uh, they they serve you the espresso, but they give you the cup of, uh, you know, uh, seltzer water as well to cleanse your palate between each sip. It's very, very, yours, very, yours cut, very Euro. Cutting it down, yeah. just mixing them together. That's it my French. Great. That's my French connection. Exactly. Usually, I, it, any place that makes a beautiful coffee usually will have that opportunity to to get you backed up with a seltzer, something with bubbles and water, just like Intelligentsia. I didn't say that right. Intelligentsia. It's a, it's a it's a tough one to say. Yeah, I I, um, I, I doubted myself saying it right, but I was just going to go with it anyway. You know, why don't you, you each take a few takes of trying it, and I'll put in the best one of each of you. Okay. Intelligentsia. 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 It's a uh, hence with an H. Intelligence? No, it's a gen. It's with a G, right? And like intelligent. Yeah, but it's, it's a silent G. It's it's Latino in oh, nature. It's a hence. Okay. Hence. See, I didn't know that. Is that your, do you have a favorite coffee shop in Boston? There's no good coffee in Boston, bro. I mean, for the most part, that's there's true. Some, there's a lot of good little places, but I mean, for the most part, I, it's mostly Dunkies and uh, Starbies. No, I, I'll go those to are both Darby's. If I'm exactly, if I'm in the North End, I'll go to uh, Thinking Cup because they serve Stump Town, which I feel like is like basically like sold out to the devil now. So it's like nothing special, but they still make really good coffee. So that's good. That's my favorite. Um, that's my favorite uh, pre-packaged coffee from Whole Foods. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking easy, right? It's like it's consistent and good, whatever. Um, I just don't usually go there, man. I stay north. Like I'm, I'm, I'm an hour north of the city now, so it's like I'm like right in the main New Hampshire border in the sea coast of New Hampshire. Mm. Um, you by Manchester or Newmarket? I'm in ex. I'm in Exeter. I'm like further. Oh, you're in Exeter. Further, yeah, further east than Newmarket. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so. Well, no, so in that I'll, case, I'll drink, in that I'll case I feel bad for your coffee situation up there. No, it's better. I actually have more no options. Way. So, yeah, for, for real. You can have, so there's a, by the trains, the Amtrak, the Amtrak station, and next you can get Little Wolf Coffee, which is really good. Um, I've got a place called La Melita, 
which mm-hmm. is by the beach, which is dope. It's a dude um, who brews like Colombian style beans um, or roasts Colombian style beans. And it's super good. Um, then there's a Japanese dude uh, in, is it Newington or Newmarket? Um, but it's Horseshoe Cafe. Super like it, it feels like you've just gone to Tokyo and you've got a really um, thoughtfully made bag of um, beans in with this dude Nori. Um, and then I get uh, Tandem Coffee Roasters in Portland, uh, Maine is the jam too and then my buddy that has a spot in long island new york ace uh, i get stuff from him all the time so nice well it's kind of my cup we here at fancy lad we're sponsored by new harvest coffee roasters from Pawtucket, rhode island Mm, and those are some of the strongest beans i've ever had the pleasure of beaning (laughs) oh and those those are some of the strongest beans you like that's right off the cuff you know yeah it it was wonderful yeah, well, you know, that's Amazing. why I, I do I do advertising, you know, for companies. Well, you know, we could talk about, you know, beans burrs and varietals, you know, all day long. Oh, wait but... a minute. No, wait a minute. Wait a second. I think was this an episode? This of... was an, an episode, episode of, of Coffee, Coffee Talk, Talk with, with Big Zoe. Exactly. Yeah. Can, well, can we play the theme right now anyways? <laughs> yeah, let's just play, play we'll, the theme we'll for play the, the end theme of real the quick. All right. Talk, talk, talk. It's Coffee Talk with Big Zoe. Oh, that's such a good theme. Ah, that, that yeah, it was a great episode too. Damn it! I oh. wish we got to play the theme twice. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'm gonna put it in right now as well, just because we didn't get to put it at the beginning. All right, perfect. All right. Talk, talk, talk. It's coffee talk with Big Zone. Ah, I still love that theme. Still love it, and we're back. Uh, I just wish I would have been there on the Fancy Lad podcast. Now we're done with Coffee Talk with Big Zoe, that mm. episode, and we're talking, we're Good. back talking skateboarding with Russ Pope. That's right. Um, so for the... <laughs> so anyway. You, you, you must have moved to New England because you were working as a creative director for Converse, is that right? I did all sorts of stuff. Now, my title technically wasn't creative direction, but I did do creative direction for skateboarding stuff there um, for sure. But uh, I was, was working on marketing, just running skateboarding, like it, like the uh, patron saint of skateboarding at Converse, if you will. You know, it was like, it, and I don't say that like in a loving sort of way. It was, it was like kind of like something, uh, uh, it was my beast to bear, you know, like the cape to wear or whatever. Right. Um, yeah, just looked after all things skateboarding throughout the globe for Converse, which is, it's a small, there's like 800 and something people in that office and six mm-hmm. people work on skateboarding total. Right. Um, so it's like, it's a small group of people that do a whole lot of stuff and they're all super awesome. Some of my most favorite humans on the planet for sure. So Richard Stickney, do you know, do you know Stickney? Yeah, he's not in that group of my most favorite humans on the planet. Like he didn't, he didn't make that. But Richard Stickney's a close, like on the periphery. You know, like Saturn has rings. Like uh, oh, yeah. Saturn was the six people, and then there was Richard, and Richard was like cruising around on one of the rings, like in a circle. Like every once yeah. in a while, bridging the gap across, and we'd have pizza and hang out, and then he'd go back to his ring. So That's, Lee, Lee Berman, Rob Collins, they're in the Saturn. They're totally in the in the Saturn. Lee, and I'm sorry, Richard. I just we. It's not possible to say Richard Stickney without giving him shit. We everyone loves Richard. He's wonderful too. Oh, you talk, but um, you talking Dick Stickney over here? Yeah, Dick Stickney. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, Rob and Lee, uh, Jeff Dixon. Uh, there's there's a there's a dude, uh, Damian Silver, who works on design stuff there. A dude. Um, those are yeah. Those are my dudes. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, what was your official title there though? I was a global director of brand management for Converse. Okay. Okay. So it's part of a, part of a, a global brand management team that looked after all brand, which is more than just marketing. It's marketing is part of it. its brand. It's just global the man- director for brand management of Converse. Okay. Converse, see, I just, yeah. you don't, you don't work there anymore, right? No. Okay. So I just need to know the title for what I'm going to try to apply to there. Since yeah, it should. It's there good idea. Be, since there must be an opening. Yeah. I don't, I think they split it, split it up and gave uh, all my duties, like three different people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Duty. Duty. Well, I said duty. <laughs> well, you know, you think Converse would have a guy like me? Of course. Why not? That's what I'm saying. Why not? It should. That's what I'm. That's also what I'm saying. They it's a super smart should. idea. They, they need more people like you. They more need more cool, creative skateboarding folks that are. Um, yeah, know what's up. So. so I can use you as a reference. Yeah, for sure. Perfect. So where where did you go once you left Converse? Sat back to Saturn and checked on my spaceship. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing some serious space exploration since and it's freaky. What what's so freaky about it? I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, okay. It's not freaky. <laughs> no, it's, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry no. to I'm sorry to drill you, you know, uh with all these questions, but I feel like I'm interviewing you here over You you, know? you you are, yeah, right. I, when you asked me the question of being able to get on this um this fucking podcast, it came along with certain responsibilities and one of them is answering your questions, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, okay, so well we I guess we could talk about what you do now. No, yeah, no, like so so Well, that's um, what I was wondering. Yeah, well, I, I so figured far. that I was yeah. assuming that was after Converse. So that's why yeah. that's my bet. No, it is. It is. No, I, no, I left like um, I, it, I wasn't on purpose. I didn't try. I wasn't trying to get out of Converse. Like I said, all those people, folks that are really great. And I left on great terms and we had a going away soiree and like all hugged it out and all that. And, mm-hmm. and we all still love each other. So it was nothing dramatic at all. It was like uh, super nice. Um, but I took a um, job working for the folks at CCS. Um, I'm the, I'm the, my technical, my title is, uh, I'm the, I'm the GM of customs and creative, which is basically all that means is I, I work on cool creative shit. So, um, well, well, you're, you're in luck because we love Matt price. Yeah. Matt's love Matt price. And la- when Matt was on the podcast, I gave him tons of ideas for CCS and you can That's steal wonderful. them and you can, and he can steal them. And you know what? I have, I have ideas for you as well, because I feel like. Matt's going to steal those. He's not going to give any credit to me. Uh-uh. Obviously, uh-uh. I don't see why he would. No, he won't. I mean, I don't blame him. Why? Yeah, he's I mean, from, he's from Arizona. He's got to get his come up and somehow. Mm-hmm. Typical. Yeah, those fucking Arizona people. But, you know, yeah. I was thinking, all right, I'm going to give you one idea right now. Mm-hmm. You guys re- make a new backpack, okay? Remake mm-hmm. the Osiris G-Bag. Bluetooth ready. A little bit more compact. Obviously has a little sleeve for a computer or whatever. Doesn't need the little fold out for the CDs, but you sure. can have fold outs for things like vapes and I don't know what 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 do kids like these days? iPhones, butt, butt plugs, things like that. Slices oh, of pizza. Oh, I'm, okay. You're definitely gonna want a, a pizza sleeve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pizza sleeve would be so if it was like insulated, so keep it warm, so you get a good slicer in Brooklyn, and you want to get it home, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you like cold thing. pizza, it keeps it cold too. Yeah, right. Exactly. Cold pizza is good for breakfast. Oh, it's fantastic for breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. So you can have that idea. I, I like it. 
but <laughs> that's really I good. demand on the inside of all the stitching. I need you to write Signature? this idea. Yeah, this idea came from Tom Tweak from this episode of the Fancy Lab podcast. The episode number is, and then I'll tell you that later. And then after you be like, <laughs> I just want to say Tom had a really good idea. He didn't want any money for this. He was kind enough to share it to me. That you know, I have a whole bunch. I'll email it to you later. You should. But I, I got a whole thing. I just want that embroidered. I don't think it's going to be a big deal, but I want it to be embroidered in 24 carat thread. And this is what you do for CCS, right? Mm -hmm. Just so we got this right. Neat this stuff. Is, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You, you said you, you did cool ideas stuff. for backpacks. Yeah. Right. Yeah, sure. Any of that. <laughs> Anything that's neat and cool and creative and collaborative and um, custom or, you know, any, any that Listen, sort of I, shit. I don't so. think it's a neat bad idea. I love my CCS backpack that I have that is. Uh, probably 18 years old at this point but anyhow i'm just saying get the backpack game with the you know get the g-bag going bluetooth speakers yeah. that's a good idea well i love the uh i don't know if you had a hand in it at all but the new commercial that dj doug pound made for ccs for the pants yeah no I didn't. Uh, um, if you, if you, but but that is good. I like it. Mm -hmm, if you look mm -hmm. at the one, there, there's an animated one with like, uh, like uh, chopped up paper bits and stuff for the new customs program that's coming up. Like using the like the tech to be able. Anyway, if you look at CCS Instagram and check out CCS Customs or whatever, there's like a yep. a little bit saying, "Hey, coming soon." Blah blah blah. I worked on that for sure. But um, yeah. It's funny the CCS. The CCS was my as a kid. My they were in the town that I went to um, school in, and so they were my first sponsor as a like a young teen. So it's hilarious that I work there now, and they were my first sponsor in skateboarding. A shop it, sponsor was it Daddy's like, Board Shop? No, it wasn't. Yeah. And you're like first thing we're gonna do. We're never sponsoring a young teen again. Yeah, ever. Cause I was the last sucked. one. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> They're like actually, and there's awful. been like, did you did you have? <laughs> So you you were sponsored by CCS? Yeah. Did you have any other sponsors? Growing yeah. Up? Yeah, for sure. Did, were you a pro skater? No. But you 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 were this close. No, I mean it was it was like what what you did then. I mean you got like I got ads and I got pictures in the magazine. You know, I rode for a company called Small Room and Spitfire and Thunder. Um, I have a bunch of different people I rode for, but that's probably what people remember most. Like if you were to go through, if I get asked questions about most is like, Hey, small room was cool. I loved small room. Tell me about small room or, and this was um, in the early nineties. No, this is the eighties, man. Oh, I was going to say, cause I've never heard Old. of small room. It must've yeah. been before my time. Small room probably died in like 91, I think. Um, and mm -hmm. it started the end of the eighties, you know, so it had a short run, but it was like, it was pretty influential. Yeah. Well, uh, Big was born in '87, and I was born true. in '88. So, so we were so, so we were around for it. Yeah, we were around know? for it for sure. You, I'm surprised you, I don't remember. You guys were babies, ba babies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah okay. like literally babies. That explains, when it, that when explains it. Yeah, yeah. So by the time you guys were like um, five, I was done with all that stuff, traveling, doing demos, and entering skateboarding contests. And but but we're just getting started, Mister Pope. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But at that point I was, I was worried about like taking photos and videoing people and trying to skate as much as everybody else, but not having to worry about hucking my carcass about because I needed mm -hmm. to keep up with somebody. Mm -hmm. Our bones hadn't even fully formed at that point. So that would no. have been the perfect time for us to be hucking. Yeah. Should have been, should have, should have been in close proximity to your baby carcasses and been throwing you guys <laughs> down like double sets, like with like t-shirts on. Look at them go. <laughs> He's a child prodigy. He just went. Oh, sorry. Sorry, homie. Sorry, little homie. 
No, it's cool. <laughs> it's a- <laughs> I don't have any bones yet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like that. Yeah. It was just a like real that, missed uh, opportunity. Just like that dad from Florida who kicked that kid down the uh, vert ramp. <laughs> That's so- all, all, every one of those dads, you know, yeah. like all, all the dads that do that think it's a good idea. Well, film you know, hitters and yeah, like mega rampers and ollie their, down the double they set. Their, and, they got their kids' best interest in mind. They just want them to achieve greatness. You know, what, when just, I was growing up, my dad kicked me down a twelve foot drop. Yeah, just just yeah. like the the gymnast the dads and the yeah the the basketball and baseball dads and mm-hmm. all of it. Yeah, legs at Nija. Sports. Yeah, your dad yourself. I am a dad. You, you you push the skateboarding on your uh no child there not at all they but they both had skateboards from the time they were one they always rode skateboards here and there you know off mm-hmm. and on but that wasn't like that wasn't their passion they had other shit they were down with yeah yeah my daughter's an artist and uh my son was a runner and he does all sorts of shit now too but uh well yeah, art art and sports that's the best you can hope for Oh, for sure. Touch, 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 touchdowns and drawings. Yep. Drawings, yep. you know, you feed the soul. Mm-hmm. Touchdowns, you, you feed your wallet. Yep. And that's what you I fucking love. Fucking crush about. the opponents. You know, it's all about crushing your opponent. God yeah. forbid you raise a child that's interested in politics. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. whoa Those whoa. kids are. Both, yeah. Well, oh, they really are. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I've never met one. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, that's fine. Yeah, you never. You never. Met I don't any, talk to never, as many kids as you. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not. I unfortunately, which is kind of creepy, but I'm not you know. allowed to. Well, I I can at this point because it's hard yeah, to have so. a conversation with a kid when you're legally obligated to be 500 feet away from right. the, the schoolyard that they're playing in. Well, and the fact that you usually aren't wearing pants too it usually freaks them out. Well, I'm doing a pro boner. Exactly. Yeah, pro boner. He, he does does most things for me pro boner. Right. So everything is done pro boner. But, yeah. you know, that's that's how artists live. You know, it's right. Like, you know, you do it for the exposure. Mm-hmm. And I think what way what better way to expose myself? Well, pro boner. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the exposure is always a good idea. It keeps things aired out and mm-hmm. somewhat clean. And oh, it, it helps with the chafing for sure. All of it. Yeah. See, that's what I've noticed. The best thing about the skate industry is um, is that no matter how many hours you put into these videos, you won't get paid for them because you're getting something so much more valuable, exposure. Which I got to yeah. tell you, it's not more valuable than money. You know, from my experience, I've been there. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I, th- I thought the screen froze for a second, but no. <laughs> yeah. No, it's very true. Not more valuable than money. But, you know, I keep making them, so I'm the sucker. Every, everyone is the sucker. Yeah. I mean, we could just move everything to Patreon. Just make the tiers one million dollars, two million dollars, and three million. No, we got to get a big coffee cup. It worked for this guy. Yeah. No, it was a it was a tin. can. It was a, it was a can. Yeah, coffee can. Well, yeah. but can. you could start with the coffee cups to make you feel better about yourself. It fills up faster, and then you can graduate true. up to a coffee can, which yeah. they don't even fucking make coffee cans anymore anyway. So it's the dumbest shit ever. But it's like uh, they don't make a chock full of nuts can. Oh, they still have chock full of nuts cans. Dude, they don't even know what chock full of nuts is. Well, it's like pre-ground like coffee, but it's like yeah. mixed it. with like it's like mixed with some nuts because it's like from the the time cheaper. Where, you know, yeah, you couldn't afford to have all yeah. coffee because it's the can't, war. Can't have all those coffee beans like that's way too rich. It's you the know, war. Get, yeah, yeah exactly. people got used to it. It's like oh, I can't have coffee unless there's nuts in it. 
it's like chock full of dirt. Get over like here, Sonny. Be, yeah. This coffee is too coffee strong. Would you mind dunking some nuts in here? Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, post-war time stuff. Yeah, it's sort of like tea bagging, but different. It's like uh, it's it's nut bagging. It's nut bagging or coffee di- coffee bagging. Yeah. D- dip those. Yeah, dip those bags in it. You're either getting tea bagged or you're getting chock full of nuts. Yeah, all of mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Either way, it's you're getting full of nuts. Now, Tom Russ here. Uh-huh. He thought he was coming on a, you know respectable podcast where we discuss discuss art and the finer things in life who told him that i'm not sure bad idea if, if i did think that right i, was, yeah, I thought I was we were going to talk say, about we're... yeah dip, dippable quill pens uh-huh. what type of ink that i use do i yep. use american made or japanese uh-huh. um, what what's co- my fit what's my favorite brand of canvas do i prefer rag paper cold mm-hmm. press paper to just you know shitty paper that you get from wherever these are the kinds of questions I was expecting to answer, you guys. Um, like, I mean, you can write them off right now. Yeah. All right, right. paper, yes or no? Yeah, no, paper. You're, you're a Reeves no. man. <laughs> I can tell that, right? Sure, whatever. A Reeves BFK, is that what it is? Yeah, it, all day. Rolls, if you got a roll for me, I'm going to draw on it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. You're acting like you don't know what I'm talking about, Ross. Come I know on, what you're trying, talking about. Trying, trying to fucking level with you over here, bro. Yeah, see? I don't know what you about. guys are talking about. We're talking about paper, bro. Pa- oh. Paper. Beautiful papers, paper. cheap papers. It all works, though. That's the funny thing. It's all, so, it's all good. You know, the thing is, you agree it's all paper. Or do you like it's buying it in a roll and getting that big ruler out so you can Yeah, it? I got both. I do, but I have multiple big rolls that I like hack it off of with a big thing of like shearing scissors, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then I buy sheets of it, too. So depends on what I'm doing with it. But the mm-hmm. big roll stuff, I'll roll out rolls just like you would on stretch canvas and, and tack it to a wall and run it like a, I don't know, 12 foot wide by eight foot tall chunk of paper. Because um, they're easier to transport. You can roll them up and send them places easier than you can a stretch canvas, you know? Right. Well, you can yeah. always uh, unstretch the canvas. I, I paint canvas before it's stretched. So when I use canvases too, I stretch, I send it unstretched places in the same tube and then have people make stretcher bars and stretch it when it gets there. Interesting. I heard yeah. if you take the canvas and you run it through the wash on heavy duty and then put it on shrink a light that dry shit. cycle, yeah, it shrinks it. You can roll it up yeah. a lot easier. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You're 100 percent right. And then also too, if you if you paint something, you feel like it's just too big and it got out of hand, you can mm-hmm. run it through the washer and the dryer and shrink it down and make it more manageable. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's like so a big mistake can get small too. Like if you're really concerned, you made a real. I made a big mistake. Mm-hmm. Put it in the washer and dryer. It's not so big anymore. It can shrink. It's a, it's a smaller mistake. It's a medium mistake now. And if you make, if it's too small, you put it in the dryer and then the washer might be too big. You, you just get it wet and you all do tug of war with it and try to stretch it out, make it a bigger mistake than it is. Make a bigger deal out of something that doesn't deserve to be, have a bigger deal made out of it. But it's a fun time. It's totally fun. I mean, who doesn't like a wet tug of war? Yeah, wet tug of war is a really good idea. It's like hey, chock full of nuts. You know, when Tom asked me if I want a painter to be on the podcast, I said, I, I guess so. Is it, I guess so. I thought you were gonna say it's a bad a bad idea, but oh. yeah, I guess so is better. Yeah, no, I, th- I guess a, so. There's a <laughs> yeah, play on so. words because of Jesso yeah. yeah. primer mm-hmm. for painting canvases. Right. Um. <laughs> yeah, boy, stretching canvases is a real pain in the ass. <laughs> but I'm sure that you have a million uh, questions for us, Russ. And before before you answer those questions, just you know, I'm going to go take one of my famous Big Zoe's pee breaks. Really? I am. All right. Whizzing. 
All right, Lay, Lay Wiz. It's a it's a French a French Wiz. Russ, don't worry. We're gonna wrap. I mean, this I've up heard of Lay Miz, soon, but, uh, but Lay Wiz. I'm good. Lay Wiz. It's the French. It's the French Wiz. No, it's really weird because it's like I've heard your name just a million times. Yeah. Living in Boston, but I like, and I heard people like Benton talk about you, but I just never actually met you to actually ask you any questions. So it it is fine. It's, I mean, same for me to you as well, you know. But it's and it's like uh, there there are still folks that are like that for me here. You know, it's like I get busy. I didn't grow up here, you know. So it's like that's a like the, in less busy times in my life that you have to meet folks, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like I feel like I'm I'm waking up and I'm like squeezing every um, every minute and inch out of every day, you know. So it's like like even John John and I have never hung out in the flesh. Like we've only really? never. Ever. We've never seen each other live. He made, all, it, we, he made it sound like you guys like skated together. No, nah, man. Like we, we've talked about it forever. Um, and it's like, we, we have, uh, we've shared all sorts of, uh, you know, like, um, do we've had the, the coolest conversations about everything that from tragic stuff to, um, non-tragic stuff, funny and yeah. important stuff and shared, you know, light, lightweight stuff like art and, skate footage and stuff like that but uh every time we've we've almost had meetups but and i bet we probably have been in the same spot before and mm-hmm. not realized it you know pre us getting to know each other on the uh on the digital wonder space mm-hmm. um but yeah no well where, anyway, are, you, where are you usually skating busy. around nowadays dude it's kind of slim pickings just because it's i live where i live but I wind up going to Amesbury probably more than any, any other spot because that little red curb that's there now is really fun. And there's oh, yeah, like, that looks good. The new the the new stuff they the one put next there to looks the fucking hydrant, awesome. Right? Yeah, so like there's is basically a little get hot zone that has like mm-hmm. um, a rollover zone that you can pump and get squarely on if you got if you ride your shit wiggly. Right. Um, it's got a little hip that's good for doing a little fly and go ollies over. Um, it's got a bank to like a tootsie roll curb. And then on the other side has that just standard issue kind of California red curb, um, which is actually really fun. So that little zone is really fun. And then there's some other shit on each side that can catch you and turn you back around and go back that direction, you know? Yeah. Well, um, all, yeah, we, not, all yeah, we've been skating recently is this choice double-sided curb mm, that we mm. brought Spanky to when the America team was here. Come on. Yell, yell exit our boy Eugene, who... Uh, what choice that was that It's I'll I'll send you a clip from my Instagram. Okay. And uh, actually, we could also send you the form that that the to make the curb because Eugene's the one that made them. Uh, that's amazing. And we got them. They're fucking perfect. But I'm saying next time you're in JP, uh, gotta go there. Go, go there. Ahead. You know, I know that Converse, uh, you know, helped build the JP Park uh, along with myself. But you know. We we're not too crazy about how that came out. So instead of skating there, just skate the curb. Yeah, we All refer right. to it as shit park. Well, yeah. Well, well oh, it's I mean, true we do, but it's only because it's the worst park in Boston. And if it if my original <laughs> idea for the park was everything would be three foot to four foot yeah. quarter pipes, I think yeah. it would be the best park in Boston. Yeah, but they built it all four and a half and five feet, and it yeah. made it the worst park in Boston, in my opinion. I've only been there once and I went there with Lee Berman and it was nice because we had coffee and, and hung out with each other. That was the most important part of the whole thing. It was like more, more of a, a social event than it was uh, raiding the skate park. But um, 
Yeah, that's a, rave, gone, that's a rave review right there. I, I know. I was I was doing that on purpose. <laughs> I, I w- but I would have gone three and a half feet and tighter on everything. So tighten all the trannies up, make it shorter, and and put some more aggressive coping on there. So it's you don't have this fucking sorry ass metal coping on there. And, and, and make it and, and put it a little smaller and put it something in the middle. Yeah, too. little features oh, yeah, t- in the middle. Tighten it up so yeah. you got you got to actually think about stuff. And you can't fall asleep in between obstacles, and then put some moguls and shit to be able to pick up some extra speed over or get fancy over. And it would have been way better. Why weren't you, you giving input along with me during the, uh, you know, I the- did. I actually approved the very first check that when that was one of the first things I did when I moved to Boston was the, like in 2014, like the, the very first chunk of dough that was given by Converse that went there. Um, and then, and then I didn't think anything was ever going to happen. I was like, dude, they just, they literally took our money and ran. They, yeah. They're never going to do anything with it. Right. Yeah. Well, I was you know, I was so shocked and surprised that it actually happened that I was like I can't believe they actually built something. Yeah. I mean that was there. pretty that was pretty surprising. Yeah, but it was also a little heartbreaking. So your curb sounds way better anyway. Uh, oh so my god, the curb is the I'm best. Trying You're going that's what we're trying to get to. It. So next time I come to JP, I'll just go there and skip that park. Right. Yeah, sounds good. We can always hit up Ula across the street and get some new harvest coffee. New harvest coffee roasters. You know, and then we'll go to the curb. Yep. New Harvest Coffee. New Harvest Coffee. Are you yeah. looking to shit your brains out? Yeah. Oops, I, mean, I if shit co- my if, pants. If, if, yeah. yeah, dude, I love Oops, I shit my pants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. <laughs> Have you guys skated Amesbury or not yet? Oh, not sk- since the... I, well, I haven't skated it since they added the new features. Okay. Uh, There's more it. coming, too. We're doing, like, more fundraising right now to get some more shit built. Um, I just did, like, these horrible T-shirts to raise money for, like, a... Hopefully, like, a little... A little something in the back, like a little tight kidney. And then Portsmouth is building a new spot now. They got their money for that. And then the town I live in, Exeter, just got approved for a park. And then Hampton Park is actually pretty fun, too. Well, I just uh, actually was going to reach out to my hometown of Norfolk to try to mm-hmm. see if uh, they would redo their park. And I was going to try to see if I could somehow raise money to, to do so, because that park sucks. Yeah. And it was built 20 years ago. So I feel like they're long overdue. That that curb is pretty good there now though. Yeah. But I feel also, like such a Sorry, no, go, ahead. go ahead. No, 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 you I go. feel like such a fucking tool bag even talking about all these parks. Like usually if I if I was in California, I'd be talking about all the red curb spots, you know, cuz there's every single shopping center has an epic like the, you know, 37 red curbs of varying sizes and I mean, the only places you find good curbs and, now are usually at parks or places where people drop good curbs. You know, yeah, there's only no, for, so for many. Sure. And then, honestly, most of them I don't think are good because they try to get, you know, wild with the shape. They try to make it like a parking block or make it round because they think it's cute or make it leaning and invert on the back. And it's like, just make it straight and five and a half inches tall and make it whatever color you want. But like, just make it a proper curb. Fuck all the other bits. So, like I was saying, I'm sure you have a million questions for us. Yeah. So, um, okay. Your favorite spot to skate is this double-sided curb, yes, JP? At the moment. Yeah. The, I mean, at the moment. It, it is the most, I think it is currently the most fun, like, we know we can go here and be able to skate for until the sun goes down. You know what I mean? Until the sun goes down. I like the sound of that. So uh, skateboards, you guys are making skateboards. You're successfully buying skateboards from a skateboarding manufacturer who lays up wood for you and gets them to you in a way that you can actually sell them to other people. You guys, this supply chain issue hasn't uh, been too crushing for the the fancy lad skateboarding corporation. 
It has been too crushing. It was kind of tough for a while because it seemed on paper like we were super successful. Mm-hmm. But then all the board shortage just made it uh, seem like we were just somewhat successful. But, yeah. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, I do have to give props to Chapman because they've, uh, I think that they've kind of have acknowledged that uh, we're like one of their most top legitimate brands. So they, I think, I feel like they have like given us a little bit of uh sort of precedence Special spot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, respect to them and, you know, they, I just take the orders and then they distribute them and uh, yeah, uh, it hasn't been, it hasn't been too bad, honestly. But maybe those guys aren't actually pressing boards there anymore, right? They're using uh, like a third-party wood yeah. manufacturer. Yeah, yeah, they 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 get it from uh, Clutch. I don't know if you know yeah. them. And, I do. Uh, yeah. And then they print the boards there and distribute them. It's cool. Yeah, I, I think those guys are good good people. Oh yeah, gotta Seems love like. the the G and G, Glenn and Greg and Glenn. Nice, nice folks. Is, is transportation unit is that still through? Like, uh, like welcome still doing that or? Schmidt no. sticks. Yeah, it's yeah, Paul Schmidt's making the board oh, boards. Yeah. yeah, but um but you know, Paul is backed up like I mean if you play yeah, anyway. Uh, it's not easy to get skateboards from Paul. He's making skateboards for a lot of folks. And I, I've known him for decades, so it's like we're friends, so I, I feel like we get fairly you know treated well, but it's mm-hmm. still it's it's still tough. Uh, yeah. hasn't hasn't been as smooth as it, you know, could have been, but right. It's all right. No well, skateboard. It's no uh, to hear about that. No, I mean it's a special thing. Maybe people do want to hear about it. You don't even mm-hmm. know it because people, I mean people need. People, maybe people need to understand how difficult it is for you know companies, especially smaller companies, yeah. to get their shit to, to people. You well, know the skateboard I mean? product in itself is a huge part of the culture. It's yeah. like the board, the deck, the shoes. You know, everything uh, that goes into it's a huge part of you know, scanning through the CCS catalog growing up is a huge yeah. part of the culture. And then you know? we, tried sure. to tell, we tried to tell Matt that, and he said we, that we were stupid. Matt said, I mean, you guys are stupid. Well, yeah, I, I don't know if you guys are stupid or not. I'll, I'll let you know later. I'll he didn't really say that, but. <laughs> at the end. Um, no, but I mean, there's a new catalog coming this all for this holiday. Like the same catalog you loved always is being made right now. It's going to be out before Christmas, so people are going to have like that same ridiculous CCS catalog to thumb through. You know, like they've that's all that. I want, right? Same yeah. dimensions, right? Yeah, same dimensions. Now, Perfect. what I was telling Matt was that if he, if you, and I'll just tell you again because maybe you'll take this idea and do something. Maybe I will. But you know, if you guys could just reprint the old catalogs and send them out, I, I would pay. For a subscription for just old catalogs, all the old, old ones with old yeah. shit that I cannot order at all. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Yeah, and you know, and you just have some new companies pay for ads in there instead of yeah. like the spaces where you would actually be able to order shit or whatever. But like, like I would fucking love that just to go through and be able to look at, be like, oh my god, look at all these fucking archival historical. Look, look when look look at when flip graphics were good. You know what I mean. Just yeah, like that was like, like the that. first three months of the company. Like that's that's <laughs> yeah, when they were exactly. good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then something happened, and it's been decades. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, but so they you, st- so even when they it. were bad though, they still sold a bunch. You know, so. Oh no! I mean, they had a killer team. They had you yeah. know, 
oh, they had one of the most amazing teams ever for the longest time. It doesn't, yeah. you know, like for sure. That's like, you, I don't think you, you listed off the people who rode for him. That was super important, but um, yeah, I mean, I never cared about the graphics and I don't mean that shitty. It's just, everybody has that's subjective, right? Like everyone yeah. has their favorite shit. It's just not the Tom Penny um, weed board or whatever was not my jam. No, no. I'm thinking more, I'm thinking more like the, the, the magic cat and like the, mm-hmm. the, the magic lamp. Like those are, those are like the first flipboards I yeah. saw. And that's what like, right. drew me to them. And, that, you know, and it was that, it, like very soon after that, it was just like a very weird, not cool art direction, but it was just like, Oh, maybe the next run is going to be cool. You know, that, that genie's lamp one was like actually a, a th- like, cause they were death box skateboards before they were right. Yeah. Before yeah, they yeah, were that. Yeah. yeah. So that was mm-hmm. like an old death, but then that death box graphic was dope for sure. Yeah. Ian, and Ian Deacon, um, mm-hmm. like he was, uh, I actually was friends with him before flip skateboards ever happened. Like uh, fellow slappy buddies from those small room days I was talking about, you know, like that mm-hmm. long ago. He's, he's a good dude. Who's your, uh, do you have any famous illustrators or skateboard illustrators? Skateboard, let's say, let's start with skateboard illustrator. For yeah. For the sake of the graphics. Who's you mean that I like? Yeah. Who do I like? Um, I Dude, all the original Swank stuff, you know, like the um, like the Justin Lovely voodoo doll, you know, or the Justin Lovely stuff before it was Todd Swank, like the teapot stuff and the birds, all, all the original mm-hmm. foundation shit, like when it was right. Skull Skates in the very beginning days of right foundation. Around the, right around the Magic F time and stuff like that. Way before that even. Like we're yeah. talking, we're the same thing. We're like when you were baby, like um, like Land Boys on Wheels, that one. Before that. Yeah. Even before that. like the That was orig- their first video. <laughs> they didn't have a video so i'm saying like it yeah. was literally they had like a todd todd swank didn't want to use it, his name so he used justin lovely as a, oh, a nice. pseudonym or whatever first so he had a justin lovely pro model for yeah. skull and then he started foundation I mean, with those first boards that he made were genius it's still to, to this day like the original circle f logo that they still use that you're talking about like right, right all that stuff's super good i think and then of course all the blender stuff like blender's genius anything he's He's never mm-hmm. made a bad drawing ever. Like he's like, you know, Supreme grand chancellor yeah. in my book. And then, um, you know, like as far as just stuff that got me hyped, you know, like, I don't, I don't know, like, like Lucero stuff, like there's been a lot of black label stuff that I think has been really important. And, and a lot of stuff, John would tell you too, a lot of that stuff is borrowed. It's like right. rip off graphics that he's reappropriated and, and had the graphic design eye to, to say, Oh, that would look cool as a skateboard graphic. I'm going to redraw that with these colors make it right. mine like the inflammable uh, material uh, yeah it's, it's, it's probably like 80 percent of everything yeah. um you know but but it's also but he, you have to you have to be able to see that that would be a good idea you know so it's a whole different thing but like yeah. and you have to actually be able to put it together like you yeah. said graphically designed well enough that it becomes your own thing as well yeah. he's a super talented graphic designer he's like he's great um but yeah but i would say that um yeah blender and that swank stuff and i actually didn't care about anything foundation made after the lasting the um the last graphic that got me excited that he he made was like the little people in the little cars driving around remember like the little car drawings that were like a circle left drawing there anyway maybe you don't remember it but anyway these little race car guys they yeah. look like pedal cars they're racing around but anyway um, the, the, first, the first foundation graphic i remember is uh it was one called whippersnappers that just had a doodle of two kids uh yeah. holding hands do you remember that one yeah i do yeah 
So I don't look know at, if this this is before or around that time. Older. Yeah, if you look if you look up after we do this thing, look up um like uh look up uh, Todd Swank Teapot Graphic or Swank Zine. Just look up Swank Zine because he did a zine called Swank Zine. Mm-hmm. Um, all the art that he put in Swank Zine, which also became graphics and stuff, was all really wonderful. And and then all the blender stuff. So for skateboarding graphics, probably that would be probably my favorite. Those guys. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, and then um, graphically, like, I don't know if, I, if I'm as excited about his drawings, but what he does with a skateboard company has been really good. And it's like we've all seen it for so long now that it probably doesn't seem as exciting or as progressive as it did when it first came out. But mm-hmm. what Pontus did with Polar in the early days of Polar right. was really important, like I think. And I think what he's doing today is really important, too. And um, Jacob Ovgren or anybody else he's used it also works into the creative aesthetic or whatever, but as far as like making really good stuff that's, you know, was smart and slightly different than uh, everybody's doing it now, you know, like, you know, but it's, um, his stuff was really good. I think in the early days with his films that he made and the graphics, oh, yeah. uh, he strong. did something that. In search really of the miraculous and uh, strong yeah. and strange. Yeah. Amazing. No, I love those. Yeah. Like the, those were like super in- inspirational for me, even, you know, like to look at that stuff. I'm, I When I say for me, even for someone who's seen a lot of stuff, you know, like I, I, I don't mean like, uh, that's special to, that I'm excited about. I just mean that like after all the stuff I've seen, I, I remember the first time I saw that stuff and I was like, oh, this is a really special thing. This is different. This is like, this gets me hyped. Yeah. So, Yeah, no, I agree. I don't know what he's up to nowadays, but I, I also was a fan when it first started. Yeah. Um, it, it's nice when the company kind of bridges that gap. I mean, I feel like, you know, companies try to do it all the time. Like Magenta kind of tried to do where they bridge the gap into yeah. sort of, uh, fine art rather than just uh, graphic design, but um, Isles yeah, made some nice, nice stuff, see. you know. Isle, you like yeah. uh, quasi? Just out of curiosity. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah, it seems a little highbrow. That's the only reason why I, I ask. I don't know. Some people hate it. Some people love it. You know. No, I think those guys are good at what they do for sure. Yeah, I, I like. I feel like I would, I'm even more excited about the original alien, which I think the original alien birthed the secondary version of alien or whatever, maybe the the third version of alien, which was kind of run and, you know, owned by like a Dill, you know, Avera before, you know, FA and hockey started or whatever. And then Chad and those dudes started quasi, you know, which is, Mm -hmm. is like a, um, the, the natural progression to me, the natural progression of alien. And I think it's very good. You know, like it's like they do a really good job of it. And I think they, they know what they're doing, but. Well, it's crazy that Chris Carter also started the X-Files. That is (laughs) insane. But it makes sense because all the alien stuff, you know. Chris and Mike did a lot of really great stuff. Chris, Mike and and Blender early on, you know, but um, yeah, those guys kept doing a lot of great stuff. Blender had a part of Alien Workshop? Alien, the original founding Fathers of Alien Workshop was Neil Blunder, Chris Carter, and Mike Hill. Oh, wow. I knew the Mike Hill and Chris Carter, but I didn't know Neil Blunder mm-hmm. had a, his grubby little hands in the company. Yeah, that, but that's going back to 80s shit when you said baby. And he was the one who found this little little boy from Ohio named Rob Deerdick. And he's like Rumpelstiltskin, he said, I want that little boy. Yeah, I don't know who found fucking Rumpelstiltskin, but... Yeah. <laughs> Rob Deerdick, and before all that other craziness, he was just a skate, a, a skate dirt for sure. Like we, like you know, oh, we we've seen his we've seen his time code part. Yeah, we've seen saw in person. You know, like all that stuff visiting Ohio, and like he was he was just yeah. a really great skateboarder. 
Yeah. Was pissed if he didn't make everything he was trying and, you know, was just got after it. Oh, we've seen his memory screen part. Oh, there yeah. we go. No, yeah. we've, seen, we've seen his Booyah. skate plaza in Ohio and we yeah. DM'd him and he never showed up. We isn't waited that, there yeah. for fucking weird. We were there for 18 hours waiting for him and we didn't have any tents and it dropped down to 28 degrees. It was Ouch. freezing. And we were going to try to grill hot dogs, but we didn't bring fire. We didn't bring wood. So we couldn't even start a fire. Yeah. And and then, you know, and we also forgot the hot dogs. It's, it's a bummer. You need to have a, hot dogs. It, it was need a to bring, you need, Can't forget the wieners. No. Guys. We can't we forget can. the wieners. So we just, yeah. we, we had buns, though, so we took turns yeah. using our imagination. Well, yeah. Right. Russ, I was going to say, since you're a local New Englander, we'd love to take down the wieners with you sometime. And um, I don't know if you're too you know, worried about skating with people post COVID or anything. No, I'm all right. It's a good place to be. It's outside. Oh, oh, perfect. Um, So yeah, I say, um, let's do it. I say, you know, let's wrap this up. Yeah. Then, uh, I think, yeah. Why don't you come to Boston? We'll, uh, skate, skate some curbs and take down some wieners, take down some wieners, have some coffee and seltzer and wieners. Dude, that's what I'm talking about. That's a weird combo, but I love it. Also, I want to skate the the new stuff at the Amesbury Park. So, gonna oh, let you know yeah, next we time go we go there because I want to well, go. I want to go there. Anytime you come to Amesbury, it's literally like fifteen minutes south of my house. So it's like I can meet you guys there if you decide to get a wild hair up your ass. Like, we're coming to Amesbury. Dude, um, you know, just we'll, text, we'll, text me. We'll call up. We'll we'll hit up Southie. We'll hit up Vay. We'll hit up Legs. We'll get the whole crew there. We'll make John come too because we've almost. That's the spot we've almost met at like a half a dozen times. So, I will. Well, Ben Benton likes to tell us he wants to skate and then ditch us all day and then meet up at the last second. Yeah, but if I make plans with him days in advance, mm-hmm. he'll yeah. feel too obligated. Oh man! So he will come. He's if sensitive, I do man. So He's I not. Just, gonna, he doesn't want to let you down. I just need yeah. a. I just need to plan it ahead of time. So do it on I a will. day out that he has off. Yeah, so you know in advance that he's going to be able to make it. Plan yeah. it, and then I'll meet you there. All right, I'll probably be on oh, yeah. a Monday or Tuesday then, maybe Sunday. Uh, Monday and Tuesday is great. I love those days. I like those days too. They're yeah, those days, are great. Despite what days. people might say, you know, there's Gar- less people riding the skateboards there, so there's more room to get hot. I yeah. mean, Garfield hates Mondays, but he's a cat. And what, what, like, what, what do you have? Uh, why, why are you even looking at the calendar? You have nothing you need to do, Garfield. Should well, you be gonna, looking at what, the calendar? Period. He's like, oh no, but I got to ship normal to Saudi Arabia by Tuesday. And the lasagna just got burnt. Oh god damn it. Son yeah. of a bitch. That's the, that worst week ever. Son of a gun. Yeah. VH1. Yeah, gun. Sorry. Hosted by Son Garfield. Of a gun. Yeah. Son of a dag burn it. <laughs> All right, you guys. All right. And uh yeah, either Boston, Amesbury, or Abu Dhabi. All right. All those places. Sound, All those places. Sound good. I and like you, them all. You get you got anything you want to plug before you leave? Besides a uh, transportation unit and CCS? No, I mean like we've we've got a little um a little five minute jammy coming out, a little video that's that's getting ready to uh to 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 drop, you know, which would be cool. And like I say, drop like it's gonna be just a earth shattering thing, but sharing some organized footage that's not on Instagram, you know, like that's that'll be neat. Yeah. It's like first like uh, thing we've done is like that's longer than a minute um yeah. in in a long time. So but it's gonna have like some some parts with some folks focusing on some people. So it'd be good. More coffee oh. is what it's going to be called. Very cool. Ooh, yeah, like three coffee. weeks and yeah. more coffee. Yeah. 
Hell yeah. Well, you know what? When you guys are listening to this, why don't you check out that new edit two weeks from now? Mm-hmm. That's right. Darn tootin'. All right, Russ. <laughs> See you guys. You have a good Later, one. Later, man. Have a good Yeah, night. thanks Thank for you. having me. See ya. Appreciate Bye. it. Bye. Oh, God. That was great talking to Russ Pope. Oh, my goodness. And who would have thought Russ Pope would be such a, such a fun guy to talk to? It's such a sweetheart. I mean, I knew the guy likes shiitake mushrooms, but I mm-hmm. just had no idea he'd be so much of a fun guy. Oh, my goodness. You know what? I see what you did there, and I like it. Nice, dude. Now, I knew the guy liked baby bell and mushrooms, but mm-hmm. I had no idea he'd be so much of a fun guy. Okay, well, you know what? Now you're just pushing it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you could have gone with any other kind of mushroom. Now, I knew the guy liked turkey tail mushrooms, but I didn't know he'd be so much of a fun guy. <laughs> turkey tail. Yes. <laughs> turkey tail mushrooms. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> no, that, see, that was good. I knew that I'd get you with the turkey tail. Yeah, you know, they always get me with it. Something about the turkey tail always gets me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But we don't want to talk too much about the turkey tail. No. No, because we, we want to wrap up this episode. We wrap up this episode, but you know, once again, I want to thank Russ Pope for being on the uh, the podcast, mm-hmm. and you know, just it's crazy thinking of the memories when I started skateboarding of Scarecrow skateboards, and now here it is, here it is in real life, IRL, the the way the world works, mm-hmm. you wouldn't believe it. This is the way the world works. Okay, I don't know what that is. Not well, it's a song that isn't that. But uh, you know, I was thinking maybe we should tell the listeners if they wanted to we're gonna talk a little bit more. Yeah, I think that we should, you know, actually explain to them what's about to happen. What what is about to happen? Let me let me break it down. So we're you gonna you do you wanna beat? Not right now, okay. because it's a little too <sighs> complicated for me to uh, maybe later get the info out and With try to freestyle right. over a beat yeah okay that, that's that's that, that makes sense but mm-hmm. see they say this was an episode about artists they say you know good artists borrow great artists steal so what mm-hmm. we did was we stole this idea from another podcast where mm-hmm. we are going to add an extra bonus 20 minutes to this episode exclusive only to the patreon so for anybody who wants to hear the next 20 minutes of this episode um we haven't come up with a name for it yet but you're gonna have to cough up a little bit of money to subscribe to the patreon and it's not much it's probably gonna be something like sexy time with face lab podcast or Face Lab Podcast, boys, get sexy time with it. I think we just figured it out. If you want to stay tuned for sexy time mm-hmm. with the fans, sexy time Face Lab Podcast, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you're going to have to subscribe to the Patreon, and then it'll be right there for you to view. Otherwise, if you're enjoying this content for free, uh, bye-bye. Uh, uh, bye-bye. And also, to all you current patreon subscribers we want to thank you so much for your patronage and also just let you know besides that we're gonna be fucking offloading so many video interviews for you you're not gonna know what to do with them you're not you're gonna be like do i even want to watch these i don't know really yeah really wow 
All right. Well, because I, uh, I think I'm good with things that I wanted to say, but is there anything that you wanted to say? Well, for all those who don't subscribe to the Patreon, mm-hmm. keep on rocking in a free world. Uh, yeah.